Welcome to episode one, Cut the Intro. I am Brian Binion, your host, and my co-host, my brother Alec. Hi, everybody. This is so fun, Brian. <laughs> so, so we had this brainchild of, of starting a, a podcast to uh, kind of talk about what's new and happening in the world of streaming movies and uh you know there's there's plenty of plenty of podcasts out there that uh that deal in this in this in this subject but you know a lot of it is you know film students and film critics and we are definitely neither of those we're just we're just a couple of guys that enjoy watching movies and we happen to be brothers and uh we're of different generations and uh my younger brother Alec here is what? What are you? Twelve years younger than me? I want to no, I think we're wait. Well, how, no, we're ten years apart, man. I was I born mean, in '79. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I fucked that up already. But but I mean, still, I mean, <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> is totally true. Where so, so on that. However, <laughs> I would say I would say that I'm like like at the tippy tippy end of Generation X, just based on my work ethic. Right. <laughs> It meaning you still have some, right? Yeah, and yes, and uh, and also I think this is like I think this is the real division of the the generations. I grew up without the internet. I came of age without the internet, right? And so the people that were like four years younger than me, their lives are so radically different than mine, and like <laughs> like my. My my childhood was probably more like the childhood of like my grandfather's than it was like the childhood of somebody five years younger than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of the internets, which we are now going to leverage uh, to attempt to make ourselves money with this <laughs> awesome podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah that, that, that's an interesting. Thing. I mean, when, when did Gen Y start? Is that you think it's maybe five years later, or I think they call it the Millennials. Is that oh, so there's no Gen Y? There's no we maybe there is Gen X to no, maybe there is. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> anyway, who gives a shit? I don't know. I don't know how they divide it. All I know is that like the people five years older than me, I or I can relate to very well, or ten or twenty years older than me, I feel similar to, versus the people five years younger than me feel uh like uh they don't know how to do anything <laughs> right right there's actually right. some scientific studies on that sort of thing where you know they they we become lazy because you know who in in this day and age who really knows how to use the dewey decimal system who could actually go to the library and oh fuck right find that book god know? i love that with those little cards and you know all that yeah. stuff that we grew up with Dude, I was a total library nerd. I'd go there after school at like, you know, when I was like 10, 11, and I'd go in there and then like go through the cards and find books on chess and shit. Dude, how nerdy is that, man? That is nerdy. I know. I'd be like, I'm going to learn the, I'm going to learn the prince's gambit today, you know? We definitely had different fathers because I was learning how to throw a, throw a curveball or hit a first serve. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My dad was, you know, and, and growing up, I, you know, he was just determined to turn me into an athlete. So, <laughs> did that work? Uh, no, no, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. But anyway, getting back to the topic. Yeah. Um, so, the idea of this whole thing is to is to kind of streamline. Um, I mean, everybody's streaming, right? I mean, I, I everybody I know. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, definitely. I, I know very few people that aren't um, using Not Netflix, everybody. Amazon Prime, Hulu, something. Um, and I personally got frustrated by the fact that, you know, I, I had to go out and search out, you know, what's worth watching. You know, find me. Just tell me what to watch already. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, find me something well, good because but, that, when you rely on, it seemed to me. I mean, when you relied on, you know, what popped up in your recommended for you list was all horseshit. 
So. I know. I know. Well, that's all that shit that they do on Netflix, at least. I don't know. You know, about the other ones, I'm sure it's similar, where they have this algorithm where they think they know what you want. But then, but dude, like what, what's so great about going and renting movies or watching movies and when you have a lot of movies to choose from is going through this whole like, like browsing process. I'm talking about it like a real life movie store right now where you can kind of just drift through like the horror section real quick and then like saunter over to the Westerns and then like, <laughs> you know, like. Like roll over to the new releases, and you you know you can just drift through the whole store and see this huge selection. And uh, you know the internet's not like that, man. It's very it's hard to get out of like the bubble of shit that of your like interests. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so to have and then everybody, man, can relate to this this like being tired or depressed or or just like super lazy like like i'm gonna watch netflix for hours and then you you like lay there with your laptop or whatever and then you get stuck on the intro screen for like a solid 40 minutes and you don't really know what you know there's just so much to look at so and then and then we all kind of know that we're like missing gems you know like i know i know i'm missing gems so that's what we want to. That's what we want to share is the gems of the streaming services. Absolutely, and that's you know as as an alpha male in my house in firm control of the remote. You know, when I look over at my wife after surfing for forty five minutes trying to find that hidden gem, and then I land on some bullshit. You know, <laughs> I know she just kind of looks over and rolls her eyes like, "Oh, really? That's that's what you ended up on after all of that." You know, we're going to watch, we're going to watch, you know, uh, uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey for the fucking eighth time. Oh God. But you know, (laughs) not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. I mean, in a lot of respects, you know, you kind of got to respect the Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Uh, uh, Of the the Bill and Ted's, it's, it's, uh, it was more received than the other. So (laughs) actually on my list today. So imagine that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, um, so just a quick recap of um, what's coming out. I mean, there's a there's a substantial list, as there is every month, and uh, of the movies coming to Netflix this month, uh, just a, a few that I you know either I I I think are worth mentioning or, or something I might revisit or something I'm excited to watch. Um, I'll just fire through them. Um, on Netflix, we've got the Amityville Horror, the new one with Ryan Reynolds from 2005. I actually liked that movie. Um, a lot of people didn't, but I, you know, the, the 78 version was, you know, it was good. You know, James Brolin and it was okay, but you know, it was, you know, the, I, it was a cool reboot. Anyway, um, Babel was another one coming to Netflix September 1st. Uh, that was with, oh, fuck. So blank spot and get those editing skills together. <laughs> so wait, those, those, uh, the, yeah. So those, those just came out. Or is that what you're saying? Like they're streaming now and they yeah. weren't before? Yeah. For the month of September, these are all September 1st. So we've got, okay. uh, Annie DeVille Horror, 2005. Uh, Babel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which we just uh, talked about. Yes! <laughs> Footloose. Footloose, the original Footloose, not the cheesy fucking remake. Oh, the 84 Footloose. The 84 Footloose. <laughs> nice. Uh, all, all four Jaws movies. I don't know why you'd want to watch all four, because... You know, the first two were awesome, and the second two were dog shit. But yeah, it, I don't. For, for some don't reason, remember. they they decided that they're going to release all four. Right. I don't remember the uh, well because the shark was already made, and you know what I mean. Like the shark was already the prop was already built, so they might as well leverage it for a few more bucks. <laughs> you know, I think that's why they got made. But the I, uh, but the Jaws two, I don't even remember that. But I remember I, Jaws being awesome. Jaws 2 was actually really good. It was, uh, it actually, they, I think they, I think they strong-armed Roy Scheider into doing Jaws 2. I don't think he wanted to do it, but it was actually a decent flick. I saw it recently. 
And well, dude, the Jaws franchise is coming out on Netflix in September. That's awesome. Well, it's already out. It's already out. As right now, it's September 13th. <laughs> yeah, which means it's probably like September 18th by the time this gets published. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, did it, what did you do for uh, September 11th? Did you uh, did you um, I did you embrace did you embrace your nationalistic tendencies? I really didn't. You know, um, <laughs> I'm by no means a truther or anything like that. But right. um, you know, there's a lot of hay being made about. You know, people protesting and whatnot, and I, I think, I, I think if I think if the first day of football had started on September 9th, right, the exact same thing would have happened. It just happened to fall that day, and yeah, yeah. people are making a lot of political hay over a bunch of nothing. Um, I had a friend. This is kind of funny. I thought, and sort of clever actually. I was sort of impressed by it, but not super impressed. But anyway, he on a, on his Facebook post, he was like, he was like, happiness is like nine eleven, and then so that's so that was his statement. Happiness is like nine eleven. So do you get it? Do you get the? It's a puzzle. I I don't. An inside job. Oh, right. Anyway, anyway, that guy, uh, that guy went there on the actual day, which I thought was kind of crazy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, well, you know, one thing that you can, you can, you can say is when nine eleven happened. I mean, I, I don't think the country was ever more united than it was on maybe not on nine eleven, but maybe not nine twelve for sure. I mean, everybody was, there was, I mean, there was so much solidarity, you know? Yeah, and well, that, for sure. That shows, that definitely shows our country's resilience, you know? And I think that's I something, that, that's definitely something that should be celebrated. But to, but to dog out a bunch of uh, public figures that decided that, you know, they're not going to salute the flag, you know, free speech yeah. is free for a reason. So we had a little blip of uh, technical difficulty there, but I think we're back and we know where we left off, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. First show and all. That shit's to be expected, right? Yeah, we're using a thing that's on beta, you know? So what are you going to do, man? This is the uh, this is the cost of being a first adapter to stuff. <laughs> so I think when we first – I think the last thing we talked about was the Jaws quadruple and uh, – Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we agreed that the 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 last two Jaws movies were dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I don't even remember them. I don't even know if I've even seen the last two, but maybe I did and just forgot because they're so well, forgettable. Well, Jaws three was the uh, was the uh, the forgettable, you know, the uh, the uh, the 3D right Jaws 3D. Wow, really? They always do that. Yeah, they Jaws the Revenge was, or no, I'm sorry, Jaws three was uh, in 3D, if I remember correctly. Wow. And uh, then there was Wait, Jaws the Revenge in '87, which was, was Jaws was horseshit too. Was Jaws four with Dolph Lundgren from Russia? <laughs> I it might have been. Yeah, <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> So next on my list of and there's 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 plenty I mean there there's there's literally I don't know what 50 60 movies hitting Netflix this month yeah we're just, just the ones that I thought that were you know worth mentioning yeah but uh road trip from 2000 you know I think I classic a classic I would say classic yeah. comedy Modern classic, yep. Right? Uh, True Grit, the original, with uh, John Wayne. John fucking Wayne, man. Right? That guy, hey, did you know that that guy smoked, did you know that that guy smoked four packs of cigarettes a day? Is that right? Dude, how's that even, like, like, I know you smoked and I smoked, like, how's, how's four packs (laughs) even possible? Well, there's, 
you figure there's 16 waking hours in the day, and dude must have, well, that's, what, four packs? That's 80 cigarettes. A day, dude. You're talking, you're talking every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like back-to-back cigarettes. If, if you were up for 16 hours, and if you didn't stop to eat or shit, you know? That takes that takes chain smoking to a whole new level. <laughs> that takes true grit. <laughs> uh, and then next is on my list was U five seventy one, which I really enjoyed. You know, it's uh, uh, I you know I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for for submarine movies just because the thought of you know imploding and you know. <laughs> 500 leagues under the sea is just, you know, is just <laughs> yeah. interesting to me. Um, well, it just kind of provides its own tension, you know? Like, even if you're just, like, having a candlelit dinner in a submarine, it's still a little bit stressful. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, U-571 just hit all those notes. I mean, they really did. You know, that was before, uh, before uh, the space got all weird and started doing, you know, Lincoln commercials. Uh Oh, Matthew of. McConaughey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guy that all women love? Yeah. They love him. Yeah, I don't get that. I, well, whatever. <laughs> and I'm not a chick, so Good I get Good for him, name. you know? Shit, whatever. <laughs> um, so that's all, that was all 1st of September. Um, 2nd of September, the uh, eagerly awaited uh, second season of Narcos, and... Narcos season one, I gotta tell you, man. I, I, you know, when I when I first delved into that series, and I thought, you know, how are they gonna make a season two? You know, but uh, they're they're definitely slow rolling their way through that whole story, and and uh, I've only seen the first few episodes of season two, but so far, I mean, it's been awesome. That's just a well put together, good show, good show. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I haven't um, seen I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen Narcos. Oh yeah, it, do yourself a favor, check it out. It's uh, you know, Netflix. I mean, they got nothing but money, right? Yeah, they got definitely. nothing but money, so they're just they're just they're just they're just making themselves a player. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. been going on for years. Um, September sixth, uh, Crash. The Finest Hours, which wasn't my favorite movie, but definitely worth watching. I think, you know, it was a decent movie. Um, September 13th, London Has Fallen. I, I didn't see that. It got really shitty reviews, but, you know, I'm all for a, an apocalyptic, <laughs> apocalyptic, you know. Dude, I never miss. a wire movie. I never, ever miss an apocalypse movie. I'm all about those. <laughs> yeah. Because it just seems so obvious, you know? But, like, uh, what was what was the one that Brad Pitt made? I mean, going to, like, the extreme, like, World really War. bad but good. I think you're talking about... Apocalypse. Yeah, I think you're talking about World War Z. Thank you. Yeah, World War Z. Just, like, so dumb but so great. Like, it's just so awesome that he made that. Didn't his I, daughter want... Didn't his daughter get him to make that? Because he paid I, for that whole fucking thing. I don't know, but I, you know, I, I think I saw that movie three or four times and enjoyed it every time. Yeah. I think his daughter, I I don't, I I can't, I I really can't think of a Brad Brad Pitt movie that I didn't like. Yeah. No, I'm with that. I'm with that dude for sure. I mean, I, 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 what's the one with, uh, Oh, uh, uh, Jesus, draw a blank. Uh, Um, Snatch is maybe one of the greatest movies ever made. It's certainly the greatest movie Guy Ritchie ever made. Um, Snatch, yeah, I didn't see it. You're kidding? No. Well, that's your that's your assignment for this week, sir. I know. Okay, good. Snatch. 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 <laughs> if, you, if it's not streaming somewhere, then we're gonna. I, uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna FedEx you a copy so you can watch. Can I just say it if you? Can I just say it a few more times? Snatch. <laughs> Great movie title, dude. Very, very effective. Dude, Snatch is, you know, it's one of those, I don't know why, but chicks just don't dig it. But yeah, well. I, man, I, did you ever see uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Maybe Brad, a- maybe Brad Pitt was like, okay, I'm finally going to make a movie for men now. Well, that's not true, because Fight Club was pretty, for, pretty much for men. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. 
<laughs> Just take a bong rip, dude. Yeah, I'll take a bong rips over here. <laughs> oh, we should tell the listening audience that uh, I'm in Northern California and you're in fucking Idaho. <laughs> I'm in Red State Hill. I'm in the middle of Red State Hill is where I am. Dude, what's up with Idaho? How's living in Idaho going? Um, you know, it's it's Idaho. You know, is there's, it better than uh, LA? There's, oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm I mean, in Red State Hell, and it's way better than LA. It's, yeah, well, it. you know, I mean, there's there's no gun laws, which is kind of unnerving. I mean, you can, yeah, I could go buy an AK with a, I could flash an out of state ID and open yeah. carry at a fucking bank. Apparently. Well, you know, you might as well. I mean, that's that sounds <laughs> that sounds like that couldn't hurt things at least. You know, you might as well do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, all right. So uh, Brad Pitt and Matt. Oh yeah, that's right. Because we're talking about Matthew McConaughey in the submarine movie, right? U five seventy one. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. So let's move I, on. And that's actually if you have a if you have a decent surround sound system, that's actually a a pretty good pretty good test for it. Oh, nice. If, uh, you know, U571 is one of those movies where it, it just pushes your sound system to the limit. And they have so, the sonar pings and everything? Sonar pings? Absolutely. Nice. Lots Coming from behind you and stuff? Lots, lots of exploding and rumbling, and and uh, it just it just encompasses the whole, you know, surround sound experience. Nice. So U571 for years has been the uh, benchmark for... Uh, for testing out your uh, your five point one or your seven point one, your eight point two. I'm actually up to. I think I'm up to seven point two now. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I have so many speakers in my living room. It's just obnoxious. Um, That's gotta be fun though. It is. Hey, it is. so you so do you watch Netflix on? Um, how do you watch Netflix? You watch it through like your cable box? Uh, no, I actually. The way I do it is uh, I have a Roku 3. I have one in my living room, one in my bedroom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'd I, love to get a Roku 4, but I don't have a 4K TV, so there's really no benefit in it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Roku's how I do it. There's I, Not to, you know, pimp up Roku or nothing, but I, I absolutely love it. And there's what three, four thousand channels, something like that. I mean, most of it's horse shit. Don't get me wrong, but it's awesome. So Roku is a box that you buy. Yeah, how much that cost? Um, it depends. They have different, differing variations of it. Um, there's a Roku stick, which I think is like maybe forty, fifty bucks, and then there's a actual. It's a Roku 4, I think is what they're up to now. Um, and it's basically, it's a it's maybe a 3-inch by 3-inch square pod thing. And you, you, can, you, can either, you can either Ethernet straight into it or you can use it wirelessly. And I, I've used it both ways. I, I haven't really seen any difference either way. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's got an RF remote, which is awesome because you're not, like, Throwing your arms straight up in the air, trying to trying to find that find that line of sight. Right. Um, but they're great. They're great. I for what they are, they're great. Nice. So, um, but getting back to our list, September fifteenth, The Walking Dead season six. Oh fuck yeah! For for those that haven't, you know, uh, haven't I caught love up. Walking Dead. Time to get caught up. Middle Thank of the goodness. Month. Thank goodness. Because we got season seven starting in, I don't know what, early October, I think they're saying. So Yeah, I just watch everything on streaming services, so I don't even know what TV's doing. Well, AMC, AMC's kind of touchy. They don't, they don't, uh, I think, I want to say that, I want to say that, like Hulu doesn't have AMC shows, or at least not that show, because I, you know, it's like everybody, I'm like, oh fuck, what's it, what's it going to take to cut the cord, right? Just to yeah. do away with, you know, I have Directv, right? 
and I'm dropping. I got I got Direct TV on one screen, and I'm paying 120 bucks a month for everything. Yeah, I mean, this is where you and me are different, dude. Like, I haven't had cable for a million years. I just don't watch it, you know? I just say, like, just, I just don't. I just have my internet connection, you know? So, but, that's why you're always ahead of me on stuff. But AMC is one of those channels where there's just enough good programming where you're like, yeah, I don't want to, you know? <laughs> right. Because I, I want to be there when, you know, Rick... Gets pummeled by a axe with barbed wire on it, or whatever. You know, <laughs> totally. when Rick finally dies, mm. <laughs> is he going to so, die yet? He'll die at the end, right? I hope. He does. I don't. Well, you know, they. I don't know if you watched season six, but they totally ended it on a cliffhanger, and oh, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to wreck it. I'm not going to wreck okay. it for you. You definitely need, been, to get, you need to get caught up out. and. Uh, yeah. September fifteenth on Netflix. You can you can check that September out. September fifteenth. That's great so, because I I do love that show. It's a great show. It really uh, is. Sweet. Um, um, the very next day, September sixteenth, Cedric the Entertainer has a, a comedy special on Netflix. And you know, I haven't seen I haven't seen a <clears throat> I haven't seen a Cedric the Entertainer show since. Uh, the Since original one, Kings of Comedy, which was yeah. fucking hysterical. I don't know about Since, you. Since that one we've all seen a million right. times. Yeah. Right. right. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of He's excited right. about that. Um, and then September 20th, Zootopia drops on Netflix, which is a, a huge movie. I mean, that, they're talking animation Oscar for Zootopia yeah, this year. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen it. You got kids. You probably have seen it. Um I I got I got rope doped into it, and I'm not I'm not typically a a uh, animation fan, but Zootopia. I, yeah, it was it was actually really good. I, I dug it. It I think I I want to say it was like 95, 96 on the the old tomato meter. Oh yeah, we saw that. Tomato. Yeah yeah yeah, we saw that one. Yeah. Uh, fast forwarding to September twenty third, Eliza Schlesinger, who's uh, really funny comedian. Uh, she's got a she's got a special coming out on Netflix, and September thirtieth, uh, Marvel's Luke Cage, yet another uh, Marvel comic turned TV series. But this one is actually there's a lot of hype behind it, a lot of people talking about this one. So it might uh, I don't know. There's a lot of lot of lot of anticipation and. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's so it's so interesting how they made a how they made that like Hollywood made that move to just buy the comic books stories and yeah, then turn them into make, a franchise. Yeah, it's really smart, man. Because those are pretty creative, weird stories, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, they and I th- yeah, I bet they're kind of. It's hard to. It's probably kind of hard to beat comic books for. Uh, for really great stories that are really fun to watch. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, but it can be overdone. You know, I, yeah. I stopped. I stopped watching X Men movies. I don't know, ten years yeah. ago. Well, I, mean, I keep I watching like, them. <laughs> I keep watching them because my son, my youngest Sawyer, you know, he's like, "Oh, another X Men. Let's get it." And then so I, we get it and we watch it. But yeah, they're you know, I'm tired of them for sure. I don't even. They all kind of blur together now. Well, not to go off on a tangent, but the new uh, the, the the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I just I I I I I just beside myself. I can't fucking wait. That's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome. I think it's coming out like next May or something. And, <laughs> nice. You know, I'm already looking that far ahead. It's yeah. it's it's going to be unbelievable. I'm sure. Well, I, I got a big, huge, like graphic novel boner over uh, over 300 when they did that, you know, a long time ago. But now, but when they did that, dude, that movie was awesome. I thought 300, as in, yeah, yeah the 300. You know, the guys, the the fucking Spartans. It I was a graphic. It was a graphic novel, man, and then they adapted it into this awesome. I mean, it's a real story in history. Right, <laughs> but then a gra- <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> 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 that was Takate. But then, 
But then the graphic novel um, stylized it and made it this really awesome thing. And then the movie just took the style, the stylization cues from the graphic novel that was made. Well, what I noticed from that movie, and I, I loved that movie. I, I think yeah, three hundred was. I owned it on DVD. I owned on Blu-ray. That's the other thing. You know, they need to stop. I mean, I love technology, but goddamn, how many times do I have to rebuy a movie? You know, yeah, I know. Well, they've done it like eight times in in one generation, which well, is kind of overkill. And it, God bless them. At least they're you know they're holding back on the 4K thing because <coughs> I I don't know how many times I bought the the fucking Star Wars trilogy. You know, the original <laughs> one. Right. I know. It's funny. Well, yeah. George Lucas knows, and he thanks you with his four billion dollars. Yeah. And the new one, by the way, uh, is streaming oh, yeah. stars now. What? If you, the, if you have the stars channel, it just dropped this past weekend. So if you have huh. stars, you can watch the new, the new Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens, which was mediocre at best. But that's a whole other topic. And I, I think, and I think that it's been beat to death by a million other Star Wars nerds that are much nerdier about this than me. I don't know. I I put it number two. I I still think I still think number uh, two. What? Yeah, I still think I still what? think I still what think, was number one. I still think Empire Strikes Back was number one. I probably so put good. I put uh, Force Awakens number two. Are you fucking shitting me? Really? No. I put ep- wow. episode one or episode four at number three. Uh, Am I confusing you? No, no, no. I'm with you, dude. So, uh, okay, so I would put that thing, like, I would say the originals were the best, like, no doubt about it. One, two, three, solid. And then they came... Four, five, six, right? Yeah, yeah, the four, five, six. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then and then the prequels came out, and they were just like... All dog shit. Mostly dog shit. Yeah, like, mostly a steaming pile of, like, Although, really I gotta admit, disappointing... I, I really liked Attack of the Clones. I, I didn't mind Attack of the Clones. Well, and I... There's there's a part of me that really liked the whole, like, transition to, to evil, you know, that Anakin went through and that whole one. What was that one called? That was... That was episode three. Yeah. Anyway, that was that that was the one of the three that I didn't hate as much. <laughs> and then and then this other one came out and uh, The Force Awakens and I would say that that was like my fourth favorite out of the out of all of them so far. Wow. So it's de- it's definitely an improvement, but uh I just feel like it's um like the like the Dark Lord, the Sith guy is kind of a bitch a little bit. I mean, how do you outdo Darth Vader? You know, <laughs> like that'll never happen. I, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, it's, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, dude, Darth, Darth <laughs> Vader, Darth Vader was like the best anti-hero in storytelling in like a hundred years. <laughs> I, yeah, it's tough to argue with that. And, so the, and this other guy is just kind of like, He's like an actor, you know. He's like this kind of like effeminate, pretty man with a mask on. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy from Girls, right? On HBO. I know exactly. Anyway, <laughs> it was like it just it wasn't that convincing, man. But I I did dig the uh, the heroine. She was really cool. Yeah. I thought. I just I feel like that they lost a lot. Of, they like missed a lot of opportunities with um with the bad guy. The villain is not villainous enough. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, the the big uh, the big knock on that movie seemed to be that it was too much of a. I mean, it was an obvious reboot, right? But, Total reboot. But it was. I mean, if you, I mean, it was almost line for line. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was almost line for line. A New Hope. Right. I know. They just, I know. They just lined it up and. But, but you kind of. But you kind of have to like. You kind of have to give him a little bit of space there because they're writing for like a whole new generation. You know, it just kind of worked. So, and then, and then, and then he did all the like really great sets, which was pretty cool that they didn't totally rely on the CGI. Right. No, I, I dug it, man. 
The Force Awakens for me is a solid number two behind. That's that blows my mind though because it's just so just so seems like a number four to me. But I'm sure I'm gonna I'm, catch, with, I'm sure I'm gonna catch all kinds of shit. But I'll <laughs> I'll go on the record as saying Empire Force yeah. Awakens. Wow, A New Hope. Jedi, and then the and three prequels in any discernible order. That's, because it doesn't matter because they all sucked. It really, they all sucked. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's Cause George, Because George Lucas was a billionaire and he didn't really give a fuck anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then that motherfucker sold it to Disney for another $4 billion. Oh, that's, thank God he, thank God he did. I know, but... God, what a badass, though, too. That's, like, one story. Dude, he wrote, he wrote like, nine stupid chapters of, like, an ebook, basically. And then he turned every single one of them into a movie and just, like, created this billions and billions of dollars worth of enterprise for himself. Isn't that crazy? That's a that mind is, blower. That is crazy, but you know what? I'm glad he did it because... Oh, me too. Oh, it's great. It's really good work, man. J.J. Abrams is going to fucking kill it. He's gonna fucking yeah. kill it. I mean, they're yeah. talking about they're doing prequels and and storyline progression, and th- th- there's gonna be two of those movies out every year for the next like three or four years. I mean, they got it all mapped out, and it's gonna nice. be fucking awesome. Yeah, and, dude, I'm into that. I'm with and it. I'm I'm glad because you know what, Lucas don't have the energy for that shit anymore. So no, man, he's like, no, dude. I mean. Fuck, what would you be doing if you had $8 billion in the bank? You'd be like, you know what I mean? You're not going to make movies. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got $8 billion. You're going to be like, well, I guess we could uh, make a movie or we could be on the yacht uh, for the next eight months in the Caribbean. Right? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there's two kinds of people, right? There's, there's, there's like the Donald Trumps of the world that... Well, maybe he's not a good example. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's got, a good example for much. You've got you've got the the billionaires of the world that are never satisfied, and I don't, right. I'm not convinced that he's a billionaire. So I'll just leave it there. Okay. Uh, and then you've got the people that are happy just to make the world a better place, right? Right. So I I don't know I I don't know I. I'm happy that that Lucas is is I'm I'm happy he's sailing off into the sunset. Uh, yeah, me too. And he know, killed it, dude. Those movies are so great. He made his mark. You know, he did his thing. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Totally. You know. So, dude, should we talk about the? Um, I think you've given the people plenty of updates on what's coming. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. gave it. That's a big list, man. Like, I'm already thinking about my kids, and I was I was really stoked on um, being able to like show them Jaws. So I'm hyped on that. And we haven't even talked about Amazon. That's cool. We can. Amazon. Amazon has this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I there's, know a, there's this thing <laughs> called Amazon. Amazon dot. Org, right? Amazon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know the the funny thing is, you know, I, I keep I keep Hulu, and I don't know why I keep Hulu. It's like eight bucks a month, you know. But there's a lot of crossover. I thought about putting together a list for Hulu, and right. I don't I don't know after after cross referencing these lists. Oh I'm yeah, not so sure I want to keep Hulu because there's. That's, that might be a really valuable observation, dude. Maybe we should have an episode about why you should just not take Hulu. That, like, that's actually a really good point, man. Like, what are, what are the – if you really love uh, movies, like, what are the most important streaming services to, to get? And well, then which ones are not that important? The cool thing about Hulu is that they, they run a lot of first-run stuff, like, as it happens. Right. right. So, like, if you're into Empire on Fox, you know, or uh, South Park, you know, like you can you can stream that shit the very next day. Okay. Yeah. So right. for the for the cord cutters out there, and I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hulu is a valuable service, but for me personally, 
I'm not ready. I mean, I for me the the problem with cutting the cord completely is sports. I know that's the shittiest I, part of it, dude. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, there's you know, the shittiest part is like, you know, what's fucked up about that is that like I really like watching Oakland A's baseball, and uh, and so I can't do that without cable. It's the only way I can do it. Right, because, because even if I pay MLB, which I totally would, because I think that Major League Baseball is a national institution, and I would happily pay them my 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 thirty dollars a year, like as a tax for how great baseball has been for the uni- unification of our nation. Like, <laughs> no, for real. Like, yeah, like I'm, to- no, I'm totally, I totally agree with you. Yeah, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm totally down with giving Major League Baseball my money for sure, but. I don't because because I live in the television market of the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants, right? That's my television market. That even if I subscribe to MLB, I won't get those games. So those games are on blackout uh, because they're so like in bed with the television networks. Right, but that's such bullshit, man. Because like that's obviously a dying paradigm, and Major League Baseball should just be like, hey, if you subscribe to MLB on the internet, it's thirty dollars a year, um, or whatever they want to charge. Fuck, man, I'd pay like ninety. So it's whatever amount per year, and then you get to watch any game, you know, real time. Doesn't matter where you live. Because we're fucking Major League Baseball. We don't give a fuck about television corporations. You know? This is baseball. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's how I feel about MLB. Oh, I agree. Um, and it sucks. It sucks, like, like not like not having TV is pretty much great, except for that. Well, for my example, I'm, I'm a huge LA Kings fan. Yeah? And... I I don't live in LA anymore, so right. oh, so it's for sweet me, for you. I, you know, I'm an LA Kings fan, and and when we moved out of state, I I could spend a hundred bucks and I could see every single NHL game, every out of market. Well, every there's no there's no team in Idaho, so I could I could see every single game for a hundred bucks a year. That's so great. And they're all streaming. You know? Yeah. On my Roku, on my NHL Roku channel. And I would just, you know, it was so fucking awesome. So awesome. And yeah. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's where it's headed, man. I know. You know? Well, I would, I mean, I would fork out, like real cash to to Major League Baseball if uh, that I could just watch like the teams I want to see, you know. Like I would I would pay more for a baseball season than I would for Netflix or, you know, yeah. But I but I just don't because um, because I can't watch the A's or the Giants. But I mean, I'm more concerned about the A's. Well, aren't they okay? So. Are they locally broadcasted in your area or? Yeah, with the cable subscribers, like we're in their official television market, you know? Right. So so on cable, there's, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like CSN. It's like uh, a Bay Area, a Bay Area sports channel. Basically, it's like Bay Area sports. And that's where the A's, you know, broadcast all their games. So you got to buy the cable with the sports cat package, like, to see it all, to see the season. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the only way to see it, man. And it just seems crazy that I can't just buy it directly from Major League Baseball because you would think that Major League Baseball would fucking love that. Right. You know? Like, they can mark it up a shitload, dude. Like, I'll still buy it just to, like, support Major League Baseball, you know? Well, they don't – I think they make those deals ahead of time – not anticipating that that there's like fans out there like you that are willing to shell out a hundred bucks. Well, they just, so. there's a lot of 
but I think that most fans are that they but they just don't believe that yet. You know what I mean? Just like Netflix is kind of new, like relative to, I mean, baseball is so old that it changes slowly. You know, it's like the post office, right? And so, like, so, but it, I mean, it's that big of a deal too. Like the post office is a really big deal, just like baseball. But like, but for it to change is kind of taken a while. Like, but I mean, it's obviously the future. Like, of course, eventually those deals will unravel and we'll be able to buy, you know, our, our team, you know what I mean? And watch it wherever. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they spend billions with a B to, um, to secure those rights. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's the that's the big stumbling block in all of it. Well, I can tell you for a fact, I can tell you for a fact that nobody's spending a billion dollars for the rights of the Oakland athletics, but (laughs) it's the poorest team in baseball. But, uh, are they? Yeah, dude, the, the Oakland A's are the, uh, poorest. Yeah. That's poorest franchise in baseball. Poorest money wise or poorest? Yeah. Cash, cash money. Yeah. Oh wow. But also the most awesome. I mean, for sure. Well, yeah. it's Oakland. <laughs> anyway, dude, let's talk about the invitation. Okay, so wait. Let's talk do, about the invitation. Yeah. So, like, do not have we given people enough shit to go watch? I feel like we have. There's like the. Uh, Let's yeah, do a we, didn't even, we didn't even do touch the Amazon stuff, but that's cool. Well, should I, we? I well, don't know. I, I'll yeah. tell you what. I, you know what? There's really only one movie. Run through Amazon. Right? Do it. Go. All right. There's a movie called that came out in 2015 called The Witch. And it's coming out on uh, on Amazon in, in uh, the 17th, which is, I don't know, what, three days from this recording? I yeah, four, five days. I can't fucking wait to uh, revisit that movie. It was, uh, you know, it was highly anticipated. It was debuted at, I don't know, one of the film festivals. I didn't really do a lot of research um, on that movie. I had seen it. I watched it on On Demand. Yeah, I saw that. I went to the, I saw it in the movie theater. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I did. Did you feel like you needed subtitles? Because I... Yeah, kind of. I didn't... I wasn't super impressed. I thought it was, like, a really good effort. Like, I, I really appreciated... I really appreciated the effort, and I appreciated the aesthetic of the movie. Um, and... Um, and kind of, like, the setting was cool. Like, I think they did a really good job with the setting. Cinem- um, cinematography was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean just story wise, like if it wasn't a movie and it was a story, the setting was cool, you know, and that whole like, you know, early super early American thing. Puritan. Settler, yeah. Like Puritan, you know, background and um but I just I just feel like that that filmmaker almost did it and then like just totally missed. Really? I, yeah. I see. I feel like he hit it on the fucking screws, but really? yeah, I, that's probably my top five for the year so far this year. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting variant. I, I dug because we 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 usually agree on this shit, but uh, yeah, that one I just like like it's. I just felt like he was almost there, and then just kind of just kind of like slid off the rails just enough to where because dude, I love scary. You know, I like I like good dark movies. But, um, yeah, I just feel like it just barely missed. Well, what I loved about it, it wasn't, it wasn't scary for scary's sake. It was just, it was just creepy enough to, to hold my interest. Yeah. And, you know, after you get through like the first five minutes of old English and you kind of <laughs> get Dude, a Jeff. fucking feel for what they're, what they're fucking saying. Yeah, you like acclimate. That was, you know, that was a that was a little bit of a hurdle. Yeah, know? I know, I know. Like I said I, I, I almost wanted to watch it with the subtitles on. And even but dude, wasn't. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, wasn't there like a spoiler alert? If you haven't seen the witch yet, floating like at the end, right? Wasn't there like a floating like coven thing where they're like float? The witches were like 
floating naked, right? Right. Total mistake, dude. Like levitating, levitating coven of naked women. It was just like, oh man, like that's that's like the that's like the the magical ending. Like it's just so cheesy that it was kind of yeah. it's just really it was really jarring in how ridiculous it was at the end there. I, and then, I agree, and yeah, it, you know, I could have done without you know the disclaimer at the end. But there was a disclaimer at the well, end that, that kind of said that, you know, this is an amalgamation of, of, of a bunch of movies or there was a bunch of stories all put together that, you know, kind of, this is, you know, well, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And that, well, was, that was a little disappointing. All right. Um, Let's talk about The Invitation. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, The Invitation. What a crazy movie that so, was a crazy movie so thank you for recommend to the listeners uh brian you know we were talking about this podcast and then brian hit me uh, like well why don't we why don't we talk about a gem that's buried in netflix and that should be seen and uh so he hit me with the invitation and um hyped it up a little bit in a text and then I watched the movie and I really liked it. So and I think this is a perfect example of what we're trying to do with our little show here, which is we're trying to find these, uh, these little gems of Netflix. I mean, dude, that thing on Netflix was rated and I don't know why, but when I was looking at it, which was just over the weekend, I watched it. I watched it on a Saturday. The, the rating on it was one and a half stars, dude. No way. Yeah. The, dude, the incredible. Netflix... I know the Netflix rating on it is one and a half stars out of wow. what four, right? It should have been, yeah. That's a four star movie all the way. I know it totally blew my <laughs> mind, but but so that what does that say about you know Netflix's ratings or or uh, crowdsourcing ratings? Because you know well, I didn't rate it. I didn't rate I don't, it. Yeah, I don't know how they they base that shit, but I mean if it's based on. It's just the you people, know, right? What everybody, what everybody, you know, whatever star rating that. Well, did you rate it? I did not. Well, neither did I. So I think like what happens is that, <laughs> dude. I think I think I think what happens is that like normal people don't rate movies on Netflix, right? And then so and it's just like this like really loud minority of people that are like this movie sucks for whatever reason they want to talk shit about it or right. it's great it's so great and then they talk shit about it but um but really like the average joe like the average i mean you know we're pretty engaged right like we watch movies and we're we're making podcasts about it so i feel like we sort of care but we don't we don't care enough to you like rate it <laughs> yeah yeah. So, so for whatever reason, ratings draw this like really vocal minority. Anyway, the invitation is a really awesome movie. I, that you I, know what? I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I wouldn't have recommended it to you. Um, it was uh, it debuted at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, which I totally want to go to someday. Oh God, me too. Um, in in 2015, it it, it had a uh, a limited release in 2016, and it it only did 230 $231,000 at the box office, which no surprised me. Yeah, Dude, total it a, Yeah, I mean, I and and I I tried I tried like hell to find out what the uh, what the what budget was on this movie. I mean, obviously it was low budget. I mean, it was... It Couldn't have been much, yeah. It was mainly filmed in one house in yep. the Hollywood Hills, it looked like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was directed by uh, Karen Kusama, who nobody's ever heard of, but she directed uh, eight Eon Flux. Uh, oh, no way. Okay. Jennifer, Jennifer's Body, which is another movie I really liked. Uh-huh. Um, Girl Fight. Which I also liked, um, and it was written by a, a, a writing team of Phil Hay and, and Matt Menfredi. Uh huh. And they did uh, R.I.P.D. That that ridiculous uh, movie with uh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, they wrote R.I.P.D. Clash of the Titans and Eon Flux. 
So it was a bit of a homecoming for them. Um, the cast was uh, a bunch of people that maybe you recognized, maybe you didn't. Um, the guy that the guy that really stood out to me was John Carroll Lynch, who played Pruitt. Uh, in the movie, he was like uh, almost yeah. like the he was almost like the uh, he was good the mastermind of the whole operation, and uh, I I couldn't remember where I where I recognized him from, and uh, you he might was, remember uh, he was in a movie called Fargo, where he oh, was uh, Fargo yeah he was uh, he was the pregnant chief of police's husband. Totally, Norm Gunderson, and yes, then I think uh, her little her, <laughs> so her, uh, her Asian up, friend man. called him oh old oh, son of a Gunderson, right? <laughs> <Remember that guy? laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's you know, but um, right. Logan Marshall Green played one of the lead roles. Um, Tammy Blanchard, Tammy Blanchard played Eden, who was uh, the main female role. Yeah, too much Botox. In this movie, and she was, she was, yeah, way too much. Way she too much was, Botox. She was recently in um, in a Netflix original called Tallulah, which is also very good. Um, Great actress, way too much Botox. Sad. And then uh, uh, she doesn't they, have to do uh, that. Actresses, you don't have to do that. We'll we'll love your work without yeah. that. Yeah, nobody nobody likes that look. Whatever Nobody cares. Point. Yeah, like we just want to see you act and be artists. You don't need to botox yourselves. I don't know why I don't know why that's such a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like like dude, I I am totally happy to watch a middle-aged woman act really well without a bunch of work on her face. It's just so fucking weird that that they think we care. Melanie Griffith is a perfect example of that. I know, it's really sad, man. I don't know who pushes them into that shit, but it's not the viewers. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, oh, what's that comedian's name? Uh, is it is it Bill Burr? Does a bit on uh, on female actresses that have way like, too much plastic surgery, and they get that look, that plasticky, stretched out, fucking yeah. <laughs> ridiculous look. I know. I just think it's sad, dude. It's not. I don't. I just don't think that's funny. It's just sad. I don't. I don't know why it's. I don't know why it's like that, man. I don't know who's pushing them to do that shit. It's not, like I said, man, it's not the audience, you know? Isn't that weird? For sure. It's not, I mean, the people of America or wherever or the world that are watching these, like, really talented women act don't fucking care about their forehead wrinkles. Actually, you know, like, like, like the forehead wrinkle can be a really important tool in the art of acting, you know? Anyway, it's just weird, man. I just wish it wasn't like that. It's really sexist and it's fucking horrible. Yeah. So, if, so, so if you're a director that's pushing, or if you're a casting person or like a fucking agent of a Hollywood star that's like pushing them into getting Botox, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. So, so anyway, it, dude, the imitation. The imitation. It's a yeah. it's a story about um, a, a couple. That suffer this ridiculous tragedy, and they're separated by a few years. And the the female half of the couple decides to have this dinner party, and invites over all of these old friends that she hasn't seen since this tragedy happened. Right. And all these people show up and they they're not really sure why they're there and it just goes fucking haywire from there and so that's, total, that's like, pretty much it total hitchcock plays right i mean wouldn't you call that kind of a hitchcockian adventure that movie yeah i mean it it, it just hit for me it hit all the notes it hit I know, all the dude. notes i can't believe it only did 230k I know it only did two or three thousand bucks, and and for some fucked up reason, man, it only has one and a half stars at on Netflix. It's so weird. Like we need to go rate it. Actually, we should we should go rate it because that's that's a really good movie that's just been totally buried. And I'm and I'm uh, I'm glad that we're having this podcast because that's what we're for, right? Like that's that's a really excellent movie. 
that people should see. Dude, I watched it with my girlfriend, Sadie, and she's not into dark movies at all. Like, she not into it, but she'll watch it in the afternoon, you know, not at night because it stresses her out a little bit. She just doesn't want to pollute. She doesn't want to, like, pollute her psyche at night, you know? (laughs) And so, so, which I totally understand. I think it's a good call. So then we watched it Saturday afternoon, and um, we were both, like, majorly disturbed by it. But, you know, we had the rest of the day to recover. But, um, you know, artistically, like, we were just talking about the art, the artistry of that movie. And there's just no doubt about it, man. That movie is really well done. It's really creepy and really, there's a lot of tension through the entire thing. Yeah. It's, it's, and, a, it's a bit of a slow burn, but definitely worth the, the buck 40 or whatever it is it, it rolls in at, man. I mean, I, I, I love this movie. It, you know, it says a lot about humanity. It has twists and turns through the whole thing. It takes an absolute dark turn, in, you know, in the, in the, what, the third act. Yeah. And it just, it just knocked my fucking socks off. And it's, I, I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And oh, if, I did too, man. If you I haven't did. seen it, go see it, seek it out. Go subscribe to Netflix if you if only to watch this fucking movie. I know. It's really good. Really hey, good. Hey, do you think I wonder if Karen would talk to us about it? We should ask her. We should. We I absolutely know. should. Yeah, because I I I'm interested in knowing how such a good movie can get just like totally lost like that. And she's yeah. she's got a decent body of work. It's not like it's not like she's never right. made a movie before, you know. Right, and like, and, and it's, she, and it was a really well-made movie. Like, how did it? Like, did the did the studio just decide to not spend money on commercials, or and that fucked it over, or like, like how does well, that happen? It, like, like how does a good movie flop like that? I think that you know, based on what I read, um, it had an original cast that was full of a lot of people that maybe you've heard of. And it, it, it was almost like the, uh, like the, like the studio lost faith in it and just kind of bailed on it and threw in a bunch of people that maybe you've never heard of. Um, yeah, but they're good actors. There, there wasn't a bad actor in the bunch, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, uh, but there were, you know, some people like, like the guy that played David, uh, I, I'm going to butcher his name. He's a Dutch no, actor. Dude, uh, he was in Game of Thrones, man. He yeah, plays the prince. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he plays, plays Dario Mavaris. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guy who gets to sleep with the queen. Right, exactly. Good, good for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy nailing, uh, what's her name? Yeah. <laughs> the one who shows her tits in every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dragon, the dragon queen. The dragon queen, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely, uh, dear listener, go see that movie. It's called The Imitation. It's on uh, Netflix streaming. Uh, it has one and a half stars, which is totally, totally false. I, that's amazing to me. I know. It's, dude, you should look it up right now. It's trippy. One and a half stars, man. Totally wrong. Not that this I don't wrong. trust you, but I'm I'm actually doing that as yeah. I mean, I, I mean, why not? We're on computers. It's just totally wrong. So weird. Yeah, that's uh, just lame. But yeah, uh-huh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, uh, it, like I said, it's a bit of a slow burn. You know, it's it, it it takes a while to get there, but man, when it gets there, it gets there in fucking bunches. And yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it's totally worth it. But I, I mean, I mean, you say slow burn, but I didn't feel about it that way, dude. The whole movie is like laced with tension the entire time. Like, like you really just like Karen did a really good job in making you feel the protagonist. Like you feel like you're on the protagonist side the entire time. Right. Right. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So like, so like when you're watching him go through this journey, like, and he's so skeptical but he's also so honest, like his on like you really resonate with his honesty and you feel like there's a really dangerous situation happening, but you can't put it, your finger on it either. Just like him, you know, but it, she did a really good job, man. It's a good movie. Anyway, I want to watch it again. Now that I'm talking about it. Go see the movie. <laughs> Go see it. Go see it for sure. 
I think we're done here, are we? Is are this we episode one? Is that? I, are we dude, good? I feel I feel good about our our timing, and I feel good about uh, what we told the people. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you want to add? No, you want me to throw in a a lead out? Yeah. So that's our show this week. We 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 uh, we had a lot of fun. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to our uh, perspective on on movies and all the other shit we talked about. And we uh, we appreciate your support. And by all means, subscribe and go on uh, go on iTunes and and rate us and give us comments, good or bad. You know, we're we're all about it. And uh, until next time, peace out.